You're a little older and a lot wiser. The future is yours. Define aging on your own terms. Welcome to AARP Without Limits with your host, Mike Olander. Hello and welcome. This is AARP Without Limits, WPTF Talk Radio, disrupting aging with the power of 50,000 watts. And our podcast available anytime on demand at WPTF.com or our Facebook, AARP North Carolina. I'm your host, Mike Olander, with AARP North Carolina. We've got a great show for you today, folks. North Carolina's Insurance Commissioner, Michael Causey, is with us to talk about insurance issues here in our great state. Before we get to that, as always, ladies and gentlemen, our esteemed production engineer here in the studio, Mr. Jason Kong. Jason, how you doing, sir? Mike, I'm doing wonderful. Good to see you today. Good to see you today, too. And I notice you're not wet from any storm. <laughs> I don't see anything that got blown into your hair from the storm. I, I had to clean up for the commissioner. You know, I, I wanted to make sure I looked at least somewhat respectable today for him. That's very nice for and you to you say. Too. I'm sure and he, you too. I, he, I don't want to f- make you feel left out. I'm sure, the com- <laughs> I'm sure the commissioner appreciates that. But though, I, I think you're telling a little bit of a fib because the truth is, we here did definitely dodge a bullet with Absolutely. this storm this past week, didn't we? We certainly did. Right, and it's a reminder though to everybody um, as um, as uh, you know, we were seeing the reports and seeing the storm build up in the Gulf uh, earlier this week, or should I say, at this point last week. Um, you know, a reminder that we are in hurricane season now. And Jason, we definitely need to be um, talking uh, or considering some guests who focus on the state's emergency management system and disaster preparedness, the American Red Cross, others who ARP work with um, to um, get into, um, you know, the details of, you know, what are folks, what folks need to be looking out for. Um, It was interesting. I was watching um, a press conference with some of the South Carolina emergency response people on TV, you know, just uh, randomly, you know, they were on all the the major cable networks. And uh, over and over again, I heard uh, the official repeating, please get your information from official sources. And he kept repeating that. And he's like, there's a lot of stuff you can hear on social media and um, a lot of stuff you can see on Facebook and so forth. But, you know, when it comes to this type of stuff, the best information, the most up-to-date information is going to come from official sources. And so uh, it's a reminder to all of us, folks, when we uh, when we are approaching storms or have any type of natural disaster whatsoever or any type of emergency response situation that's going on, it's so, so important to be reaching out to the people who get paid for this, not people who are keyboard experts on the issue of the day or what have you, but people who actually you know, are trained and committed uh, to doing their job well and making sure that the people are protected um, and well-informed. And um, so as we get into this uh, holiday, or holiday, hurricane season, and definitely in the holiday season, uh, folks need to be reminded of that and uh, to be aware. Also, uh, Jason, it was a reminder to me of, a, you know, I come from New Jersey. We talk about this a lot. And you come from Florida. You hail from, from Orlando. What was it like for you growing up in an area that, you know, had storm? I mean, you know, tropical storms and depressions and hurricanes are a very regular thing for you, right? What was it like growing up with that all the time? 
It was different. I mean, as a kid, you don't really have that perspective. I mean, to, to a kid, it's something that's kind of exciting and something different. But as an adult, you know, you certainly have much more appreciation for what, what my parents went through, making sure that things were secured, you know, making sure being uh, afraid of your property and any damage that may occur. It's a different experience when you've got some skin in the game when it comes to these natural disasters. That's right. And, um, you know, for me, I remember the first time that we had a, a, that I can remember anyway during my life when we had a big hurricane come through New Jersey. And I remember it was, it, it seemed like the world was coming to an end. And I remember being out in the backyard and uh, my I don't remember what it was, but my parents were out there too in the front yard and they were like, don't go anywhere, stay close to us. And there's this terrible storm coming and it really wasn't a big deal, but they were making it seem like a big deal. And just then my neighbor's uh, gutter had like flown off of their house and my parents absolutely lose their, lost their minds. And like, what are you doing out there? Get, you know, get in the house, get in the house and freaking out and all that. Um, and uh, as we've got kids now, it's interesting. I'm talking to my kids about what's going on and this and that. And it's just amazing to see there's so many distractions out there. There's so much that's available to, to kids that, um, you know, through social media and through YouTube and everything, that it just doesn't quite pack the same punch. Um, and so for the word to the parents out there and grandparents uh, to make sure that, um, you know, kids understand safety protocols when it comes to these types of things, too. It is just so, so important. Uh, one of the things that um, uh, folks... Uh, tend not to think too much about this initially is insurance. And uh, though we're not going to, we're going to cover, I think, a lot of topics with with our guest here. Um, I think the timing is very, very good, just given uh, what folks have been thinking about with respect to the storm. To have uh, with us here today, um, North Carolina's insurance commissioner, Mr. Michael Causey. Commissioner, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you, Mike. It's a pleasure to be with you and honor to serve as your uh, state insurance commissioner and state fire marshal. Wonderful. We really, really appreciate you taking the time. We know you're a busy man. But for those who don't know what the North Carolina Insurance Commission is, can you just give us a little bit of the basics, what it is you guys do? I'll be glad to. You know, Mike, uh, when I was campaigning for this job over the years around the counties, you'd go out and introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Mike Causey running for state insurance commissioner, and people would look at you with a blank stare and say, what kind of insurance do you all sell? <laughs> and I said, well, the Department of Insurance does not sell insurance. It regulates insurance. But most people don't realize that in North Carolina, the state insurance commissioner is also the state fire marshal, so we oversee the fire departments and uh, firefighter certification, firefighter training uh, fire department inspections, arson investigations, and all that, and we're heavily involved in emergency management. So, uh, when this when the hurricane was going through, our folks are at the emergency operations center, working with other emergency personnel across the state. And uh, when Hurricane Florence hit back in 2018, I was out in 23 southeastern disaster counties with our emergency command center in the floodwaters helping people and it it's really heartbreaking to see uh, all the damage that these hurricanes can bring and we had over 88,000 people in southeastern North Carolina primarily that lost their homes and they got zero insurance because nobody had flood insurance and people don't realize you're 
Homeowner's policy does not cover flood insurance. You have to have a separate flood insurance policy to cover that. So that's one thing we're doing is to get that information out as well as other types of information about any insurance. And let's stick with that a little bit, if we could be, that we were just talking about storms and stuff. What are what, what are some of the things that folks, aside from flood insurance, people need to be thinking about with protecting their home or other assets when it comes to natural disasters? Well, you certainly need to know what to do before, during, and after a storm. And we do have that information on our website, ncdoi.gov. And uh, I, I want to thank AARP for doing this and the, the information that, that you put out to the public is so important. But we have a checklist on the website, and if they go to the Department of Insurance website, it, it goes into detail what to do before, during, and after a storm. But the number one thing is after you have storm damage and you're cleaning up, make sure you call your insurance agent first, report the damage, Take a lot of photos, document the damage with uh, your cell phone or video camera, uh, taking as many pictures as you can, and protect from further damage. So if the storm blew a tree limb through the roof of your house and you've got a hole in the roof, make sure that's covered with a tarp to prevent further damage because if, if you don't protect from further damage, then that might be on you. Mm, that's those are really really good tips there. And about the flood insurance, back when I we were talking earlier before about uh, me living up in Jersey, I my home I used to own up there was actually in a floodplain, so I had no choice. I had to have flood insurance. And sure enough, if we got any real substantial rain there, it was like I was I was on an oil rig. But um, most people, you know, they figure ah, if I don't if I'm not required to get it, things are so expensive, if I'm not required to get it, I'm not going to pay for it. What, what do you say when people say that? Well, we saw that with Hurricane Florence and, and some of our other hurricanes. Uh, actually, over 98% of homeowners in North Carolina do not have flood insurance. 98. And wow. that is a, a, a tragedy because we've had so much flooding. Uh, you may not even think you're in a flood zone, but we've had places flood over the past few years that have never flooded before. We saw that in uh, Haywood County and Waynesville. We've seen it all over the eastern uh, counties and southeastern counties. So uh, you actually need three types of policies. You need a flood to cover any flood damage, the homeowners or dwelling policy, and a wind and hail policy Hmm. to cover the, the wind damage. And it's important that you have an agent. Uh, I prefer a local agent that you could call or go see personally and uh, get your questions answered. And you can also shop around, but going for the lowest premium is not always the best way to go Mm -hmm. because you want a company that's going to pay your claim and pay the claim quickly and fairly when you do have that damage. So the little bit of amount you could save in an annual premium, you're going to really regret that when you, if you actually need to use that policy. We, we see it all the time. And mm-hmm. in, in fact, I had a call today. This was about a Medicare supplement policy, but the elderly couple that bought the policy has, has basically social security income. 
and limited income, and they were told it covers eye care, it covers this, and then they go around to use the policy and find out that it's, it's most places won't accept it. So mm. I tell folks we have a program called Seniors Health Insurance Information Program or the SHIP program. We have volunteers all across North Carolina and all 100 counties, and you can go to our website and get a list of the telephone numbers in each county where these volunteers are located. It's usually at a senior center or an agriculture extension office. We have those here in Raleigh at our Department of Insurance headquarters and at our regional offices. But uh, it's very important that people get unbiased information from somebody that's not trying to sell you something. Mm-hmm. Great, great information here. We're going to get back into SHIP and some other insurance-related things that older adults are going to be especially interested in. We've been speaking with Michael Causey. Uh, This is ARP Without Limits. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is AARP Without Limits. Just a reminder, folks, we always love to hear from you. Send us an email by sending an email to AARP without limits at aarp.org. Always love to get your feedback, like to hear your suggestions for future guests, topics here on the show. We've been speaking today with North Carolina's Insurance Commissioner, Mike Causey. Uh, right before the break, Commissioner, we were talking about the SHIP program, the uh, the uh, st- um, Senior Health Insurance uh, Information Program, ARP uh, throughout the country. And when I've worked with other ARP offices, worked really closely with SHIPs. And they're, they're great, absolutely great program here in North Carolina uh, in helping, as you said, unbiased information that helps people understand what their, what their different options are um, so that they can make the best choice for, for them and, and for their families. Um, you had uh, mentioned, um, in addition to um, um, helping people with understanding um, insurance programs, Medicare and supplemental plans, those types of things. Also, you guys are working uh, with Social Security with on the, the issue of Social Security and fraud in that space as well. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yes, we have partnered with the federal government, the Social Security Administration, to investigate and make arrests on Social Security fraud. Now, that's a big deal because there is a lot of fraud out there, insurance fraud, Social Security fraud, and uh, the biggest fraud we see is in the healthcare arena. Mm. But we have agents that are actually being sworn as federal U.S. Marshals in North Carolina, and uh, right now we have two agents assigned to the Social Security Task Force, and they can... uh, work on investigations with their staff, and actually make arrests. So if anybody suspects Social Security fraud or any type of fraud, they can let us know and we'll investigate it. But we also have partnerships with the federal government on the FBI task force uh, where we work with the FBI uh, to root out white-collar crime. So it's a white-collar crime task force. We also have a Homeland Security Agreement where we work with Homeland Security for uh, any issues, whether it's drug trafficking, human trafficking, or uh, uh, any type of immigration uh, issue that comes up. 
And we have a partnership with the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid where in the case of Medicare, the federal government actually does investigations, but they don't make arrests. Our agents will make the arrest uh, on the Medicare cases, and we do the same with Medicaid, but Medicaid is under the Department of Health and Human Services, so they have their own investigators. We partner with them, but we ask people if they suspect Medicaid fraud to report that to uh, DHHS, but any Medicare fraud or any of these other types of insurance fraud, report it to the Department of Insurance. And we have on our website uh, a complaint button. If somebody has a complaint against a company or just wants to re- report suspected fraud, there's a little button. takes about 40 seconds to fill out the form, and that'll get it started. Or you can call me directly or call the department directly, and we'll, we'll get it right on it and look into it. You know, it's refreshing to hear how much uh, partnership there is between not only the state agencies, but also the state agencies working with the federal government on some of this stuff. You know, the, the, the issue, I, I don't think people under, comprehend how much, just like Medicare and Medicaid fraud alone, I mean, nationally, tens of billions of dollars a year, right? It's tremendous. It's tremendous. And the sad thing about it is we're all paying for it. Right. So on any insurance premium that you pay almost 20 cents of that premium is going to cover the fraud and i went to Uh a an insurance fraud uh, seminar in the middle part of the country earlier this year and the experts that investigate health insurance fraud say that over 40 percent of the health insurance claims filed are fraudulent claims. Wow. And that's taking billions of dollars out of the health care system that should be going to help the people that, that need it. It's it's uh, unbelievable. But you guys get to – sounds like you guys get to do some of the fun stuff, actually go and, and, and put the put the handcuffs on some of it. It's a lot of work, but it, it – uh, is it's also a some degree of satisfaction. <laughs> I was about the, to say, it must be pretty gratifying. The bad guys are caught – uh, and uh, the, you talked about the partnership. We have a really good working relationship with other state agencies, too. I, I can't thank the uh, Department of Health and Human Services enough, Secretary Kinsley and his, his group, for any time we have an issue, whether it's mental health issues or uh, somebody having a problem with Medicaid. I've have, had people call me at their wits end to say they had a disabled child and the, they're out of benefit and they, they don't know where to turn. And I've called over to uh, DHHS and uh, the Secretary Kinsley's been right on it, got the problem resolved. And the same is true with these other federal agencies that we're working with. It's just a really good working relationship, and that's what government should be about is right. helping people and getting things done and, uh, you know, not so much fighting back and forth, but how do we get the problem solved? It's very, very refreshing to hear and very ha- glad to have you at the helm uh, with that with that type of attitude, Commissioner. One thing I want to get into, uh, make sure we get into, is the issue of auto insurance rates. And just as a bit of disclosure, ARP North Carolina did weigh in on this issue some, uh, some months ago to try and uh, limit some of the um, uh, 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 
rate increases that that uh, consumers could potentially see. Uh, tell us a little bit about that process and where do things uh, end up? Well, I appreciate you. You should weigh in on it, and other citizens should weigh in on it too. But I'll tell you, in all the hearings we've held and all the public uh, response we've solicited, tens of thousands of comments have come into to my office and not the first person has ever said, please raise my car insurance rates. <laughs> right. Everybody's saying the same thing. Right. So the commissioner of insurance does not set the rate. That's set by the insurance industry, a separate bureau. We have the North Carolina Rate Bureau in North Carolina that was set up by the General Assembly in 1977, and they represent the insurance industry. And so when they see the need to try to raise your insurance rates, the procedure is they're required to submit a request to the Department of Insurance as commissioner I only have the authority to say two words, yes or no. Mm -hmm. And I've always said no on every rate increase request that's come before me. And these are uh, complicated filings. They're sometimes 2,000-plus pages that we have to have our attorneys, actuaries, experts go through. But they have to justify what they're asking for. Now, this last automobile rate, the industry, the rate bureau, was seeking 28% mm. for one year. And mm. That means they could come back the next year and ask for another 28%. We fought that. We scheduled a hearing as required by state law, but the industry came back to negotiate, and we negotiated a settlement that I feel was, was a fair one. Mm. Uh, no increase is good, but you have to keep a healthy insurance market to keep these companies here. We settled on a 4.5% for the first year and an additional 4.5% the second for a total of 9% instead of the 28% that the industry was asking for. So that's basically the short version of how it works in North Carolina. Right. So nobody likes to hear about a rate increase, but considering what was proposed, and you do, you, bit of, you guys have a bit of a thankless job there because it's like it's going to go up by how much, and you weigh all these factors, and you come to a That's the best right. decision possible. And it, it really comes down to the driving habits of the public, and, mm -hmm. and they have gone downhill over recent years. We have more people speeding, fewer people wearing seat belts, more people driving under the influence of drugs or alcohol. And the number one factor that's driving up insurance rates is people texting and driving or mm. the overall distracted driving issue. And when you're driving down the highway at 80, 90 miles an hour distracted and you crash, it's often deadly. Yeah. We want to thank you for your time very much, uh, Commissioner. Um, we really appreciate all this great information in NCDOI. .gov is where folks can go for, for more information. Uh, I want to thank you again for, for just a, a ton of great information and tips related to everything from auto insurance to health insurance and uh, how to protect yourself uh, when it comes to natural disasters and, and storms. Um, I want to thank Jason Kong for production. Thank you for listening. This has been AARP Without Limits. This is Mike Olander signing off.